Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Five Hollywood Murder Mysteries In Hollywood, a good murder mystery film can be entertaining and lucrative, but sometimes real life can be more frightening than any movie will ever be. The deaths on this list are more than just tragic, but also very strange. These are five Hollywood Murder Mysteries. Number five, Natalie Wood. Known for films like Miracle on 34th Street, Rebel Without a Cause, and West Side Story, Natalie Wood was a shining Hollywood star in the 1960s. She had been starring in movies since she was four years old and had grown up in front of the camera. Although there was a minor slump in her career while she transitioned from a child actress to an adult, she eventually found her momentum again until the fateful day she died on November 29, 1981. Wood, her husband Robert Wagner, actor Christopher Walken, and boat captain Dennis Davern were on board the Wagner's 60-foot yacht named Splendor that night. After a dinner party, they set sail, and by 1.30 in the morning, the Splendor sounded an alarm asking for help. Natalie was reported missing from the yacht, and six hours later, her body was found floating 200 yards away from Blue Cavern Point on Catalina Island. Towards the south, the Prince Valiant, which was the boat's 13-foot dinghy, had washed ashore with its ignition in the off position. Wood was found wearing only her flannel nightgown, 
red down jacket and blue wool socks. At 43 years old, her death rocked Hollywood. When her body was examined, it was determined she had died from drowning, but the circumstances of how she ended up where she did is still a mystery. After that night, rumors and questions began to swirl. Wood's fear of the water was well known and it's said that she couldn't swim at all. Speculation had it that Wood left her cabin to drag in the dinghy that was hitting against the yacht as it was being towed behind. Another theory was that she was trying to get on the dinghy because there was an argument with her husband and she wanted to get away. The official story from those on board was that Walken had retired for the night in his cabin while Wagner went to check on Wood and found out that she was missing along with the dinghy. There were reports that started coming in from various possible witnesses after she disappeared. For instance, a couple sleeping on their boat, the Capricorn, which was sitting close to the Splendor that night, told authorities that around midnight they heard a woman screaming out for help near the stern of the Splendor. But the couple didn't respond thinking it was a prank because they ultimately heard someone say, Okay, honey, we'll get you. Over the years, Dennis Davern, the boat's captain, is the only one that hinted that claims of an accidental drowning in the Wood case isn't all it's cracked up to be. Initially, her death was officially ruled as accidental drowning, and the case was then closed. However, in 2011, the case was reopened after Davern said his statement to the police during the initial investigation was a lie, and that Wagner and Wood were arguing that evening, and he believes Wagner might have something to do with her death. However, Wagner has always denied any involvement, and so to this day, the case remains open. Number 4. Bob Crane Considered one of Hollywood's biggest murder mysteries, the death of Hogan's hero star Bob Crane still baffles many people today. Crane was a popular sitcom star in the 60s, but a decade later his life came to an end under violent and strange circumstances. In 1978, he was in Scottsdale acting in a play when he was found bludgeoned to death inside his apartment. The 49-year-old actor was severely beaten and an electric cord had been wrapped around his neck. Not long after, sordid details about Crane's personal life began to surface. Apparently, the star collected videotapes and photographs of various sexual liaisons he had with women. He even wrote down the names of all the women he picked up in a small notebook. Another person who was seen in the tapes was his close friend John Henry Carpenter. Eventually, police focused their attention on him as a main suspect when blood in his car was found. Police thought that Carpenter was gay and that he had made a move on Crane but was refused and then, in a jealous rage, murdered him. However, there was not enough evidence to convict him, and Carpenter maintained his innocence until his death in 1998. DNA evidence conducted later on after his passing also proved that the blood in Carpenter's vehicle was not Crane's, clearing him even further. Crane's family, including his son Robert, believed Carpenter was still a strong suspect. This is especially crucial because Crane left all of his property to Carpenter's wife, Patricia Olson, 
instead of his family or relatives. This only raises more questions, but despite all this information, the case of Bob Crane's death still continues to remain a mystery. Number 3. Gene Spangler On October 7, 1949, Gene Spangler, a beautiful 26-year-old dancer, model, and bit-part actress, mysteriously disappeared. Gene was a divorcee who had one child. She left her daughter in the care of her sister-in-law before heading out, saying she had to go to work on set. However, when she didn't come back the following day, her sister-in-law phoned authorities. When police began the investigation, they discovered that the last person to see her was a store clerk, but after that, they couldn't find a single trace of her. But there were still several suspects in her disappearance. First, there was Spangler's ex-husband, Dexter Benner. The two had a bitter divorce and underwent a fierce legal battle for their daughter. Dexter had an alibi, however, when his new wife vouched for him being home that night. By October 9th, several days after Spangler's disappearance, her purse was found close to the entrance of Griffith Park. The straps had been torn from the shoulder and there was no money inside. Police did find a note written by Spangler that read, Kirk, can't wait any longer, going to see Dr. Scott. It will work best this way while Mother is away. The note looked unfinished, or as if she was interrupted when writing it. Nobody knows for sure who Kirk is, but from the message, people believe that Spangler was pregnant and trying to get an abortion. During the time, abortion was done illegally and frowned upon, so it was all done in secret. To add to the intrigue, Spangler was an extra in a movie starring Kirk Douglas. When asked about it, Douglas said he only knew of her, but that he didn't know her personally. Of course, rumors began to circulate that Spangler was pregnant with his child and that she was disposed of as a result of it. Another possible explanation was that Spangler was abducted or even possibly killed by the mob. She had been seen in town with David Ogle, who was a prominent associate of mobster Mickey Cohen. To add to the suspicion, Ogle himself had vanished without a trace just two days after Spangler. Still another theory is that she was a victim of the same murderer who killed Elizabeth Short, a.k.a. the Black Dahlia. Both ladies were in the same profession, had similar appearances, and were both associated with doctors at the time of their disappearance. Today, Jean Spangler's case remains unsolved, and no one knows for sure where she went or what exactly happened to her. Number 2. Peter Ivers An experimental musician, Peter Ivers may not be well known today, but if you were a fan of a show called New Wave Theater in the 80s, then you might have heard of him. His show was a platform for bands like Fear and the Dead Kennedys. More than a host, Ivers was also a musician. He was a gifted harmonica player, and even scored David Lynch's cult classic Eraserhead. Later on, he opened for Fleetwood Mac and dated film producer Lucy Fisher, who supervised on films like Jerry Maguire and Men in Black. On March 3, 1983, 
Peter was discovered inside his apartment bludgeoned to death. He had been hit with a hammer multiple times, and following his murder, the police botched the investigation. For instance, they failed to secure the scene, even allowing David Jove to take the blood-stained sheets from Ivor's bed. Some of his close friends were considered possible suspects, such as Harold Ramis, because Ivers was close to his wife, Anne. But Ramis was dropped as a suspect after he managed to establish a solid alibi. There was also speculation that David Jove had killed Ivers, and some of his friends believed Jove was indeed responsible. Of course, nothing was ever proven. Ivers' girlfriend Lucy even hired a private detective, but nothing came out of it because of the missing evidence and the bad police work. Many of those who knew Ivers believed that he did not simply let in a random person and fell asleep for the night resulting in an attack. Instead, they think that whoever murdered him definitely knew him and that it was someone that Ivers trusted enough to let them stay inside his home. Who it was, we may never know. Number 1. Jimi Hendrix Michael Jeffrey isn't a household name, but he was associated with one of the most famous musicians that has ever lived, Jimi Hendrix, and Jeffries was his manager. And now some say that he was actually directly responsible for the late rocker's death. Jeffrey was best known in the business for first handling the group The Animals. Even though they gained plenty of success, the band ultimately blamed Jeffrey for their demise and breakup. They accused him of overworking them, and appropriating their earnings. When Chase Chandler, the basis for the animals, decided to become a manager himself, he went on to sign Jimi Hendrix, but he needed financial support and hired his former manager. Chandler moved into a producer's role, and eventually it was Jeffrey that managed the Jimi Hendrix experience entirely. It's alleged the manager siphoned money from Hendrix and directed the funds to various accounts offshore. When bassist Noel Redding caught Jeffrey leaving one day with briefcases filled with the band's money, he was finally asked to leave. Michael eventually died in a plane crash in 1973, and it wasn't until recently when a book by James Tappy Wright, a roadie, said that Michael drunkenly confessed to plying Jimi Hendrix with various pills and washing them down with a bottle of red wine because he thought Hendrix would drop him for a new manager. He added that Michael said Hendrix was worth more to him dead than alive because he took out an insurance policy on the singer worth $2 million and named himself as the beneficiary. When Hendrix died, he was found inside a hotel room alone. The gas fire was turned on and the door wide open, which would suggest someone was inside with him at some point and then left. But there was no record of anyone ever calling for an ambulance. During the investigation, his death was cited as barbiturate intoxication and inhalation of vomit, but in the end it was cited as an open verdict. Despite the claims that Jeffrey killed Jimi Hendrix intentionally, there are also others who believe it's not true and that James Wright was simply looking to sell books. Whatever the case, there's no denying that Michael was a shady individual, and so it's not too hard to believe that Hendrix didn't accidentally OD but instead was murdered. So those were five Hollywood murder mysteries. 
Celebrity scandals might be a dime a dozen these days, but these Hollywood murder mysteries will most likely endure for many years to come, if not forever. If you like this video, then please remember to subscribe to our channel, because every Saturday night we're posting new videos for you to check out. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week.